Here in America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, promo code STAPLE20. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following podcast is a production of the Factual Data Creations Facility. Hey, welcome to... The OFNT Podcast, Episode 114, The Drums of War. Now, the U.S.-funded bioweapons labs and Ukraine conspiracy theory has picked up steam this week with Tulsi Gabbard jumping aboard. Is it true? Well, you tell me. I don't know what to believe or not believe these days. Saudi and UAE leaders are turning down calls from President Biden. Come on, man. They're upset at his administration's policy towards Yemen and especially the rekindling of the canceled Iran nuke deal. Hey, Venezuela releases two detained U.S. citizens after a visit from administration officials. Who and or what did we sell out? Huh, we need oil, so beggars can't be choosy. Come on, man. 13.6 billion with a B dollars to Ukraine. I wonder how much of a kickback the big guy gets. Come on, man. Come on, man. mRNA vaccines do, in fact, change DNA. A recent flurry of reports says yes. And speaking of COVID, China. the media is ramping up the fear factor again as a so-called new variant spreads. I guess this is the backup plan in case the Ukraine thing runs out of steam. It's all fake news. It's phony stuff. It didn't happen. Tech news. And that much of it. The Securities and Exchange Commission, better known as the SEC, which is the agency tasked with oversight of the U.S. stock market, is rumored to be issuing a rule that makes publicly traded companies responsible for reporting data breaches within four days of occurrence. Well, about time. I don't know what took so long. Another victim, or one of the victims of the cancellation of all things Russian, and perhaps deservedly so in this case, is the Kaspersky antivirus software. It was founded by a Russian national of the same name and his wife back in 1997. The software was ahead of its time with an advanced real-time virus monitoring engine. I used Kaspersky on my PCs before moving over to Apple's Mac operating system in late 2015. Well, 
Back in 2017, an idiot contractor for the National Security Agency, better known as the NSA, which is the U.S.'s cyber warfare arm, loaded top-secret government hacking tools onto his personal laptop, which was running, you guessed it, Kaspersky antivirus software. What? This led to the leak of these hacking tools by the infamous Broker Brothers. Now you might ask, how did Kaspersky lead to this leak? Antivirus software works by attaching itself to all the files on your computer, just like a virus would, so it can monitor any changes to that file. Kaspersky's software did its job and identified the hacking tools as malware and sent it back to the company's headquarters in Moscow for some analysis. That's where the resident embedded FSB agents, who are, who are the replacement for the old KGB, got their hands on it and the rest, as they say, is history. Now, if you would take the time to peruse the virus discovery history of Kaspersky, you will quickly realize that most of the self-heralded malware discovered by the company is of Western government cyber campaigns, such as Stuxnet, for example. There's a sprinkling of China origin malware, but that's about it. Now, I have to ask, isn't it strange that no malware that could be attributed to Russian cyber campaigns were ever discovered by Kaspersky? The invasion of Ukraine has caused a lot of users to dump the software in the Western world, at least. You know, I no longer use antivirus software of this type anyway on my computer, so I use a malware scanner which activates upon boot up or manually versus a constant monitoring engine. The scanning software doesn't attach itself to any of my files and doesn't send anything back to headquarters, and in this case would be Tokyo, where Trend Micro is located. The reviews are in for Apple's new iPad Air, which is powered by the company's M1 chip. That's the chip that also powers the much more expensive iPad Pro line. The reviews are mostly positive with caveats, meaning, what are you giving up for the lower price? The most important thing, in my opinion, is the display. The 11-inch iPad Pro's display has better brightness and resolution with a 120Hz refresh rate versus the 60Hz refresh rate of the Air. You can also have more RAM and memory options with the Pros. The USB-C port of the Air isn't quite as versatile as the Pros, and you don't get the LiDAR module or upgraded rear cameras of the Pro. Unless you are, in fact, a Pro, these things won't be missed, except for the display, I guess. For my uses, the Air is a choice here. Hmm. Father's Day is coming up in June. I might just trade in my current Air for this M1-powered one. But don't tell anybody. Well, here's some tech I'm using. Peloton, the connected fitness juggernaut that has been recently cut down to size, has released an update which lets you use the Apple Watch as your heart rate monitor while using the company's equipment, and in my case, more importantly, its app. This has been a blessing to me. In the past, I had to wear a separate heart rate monitor for the app and one for the bike's display. The one for the app was for calorie calculation, while the one for the bike display was so I knew how hard I was working. Now, if you counted the Apple Watch, that would mean that I was wearing three separate heart rate monitors at once. Now, back in late December, the Peloton app introduced the Crave Heart Rate Zone tracking system, which let you see your heart rate and zone displayed on your screen. What particular brand of heart rate monitor it recognized, though, was tricky forcing me to ask for and receive a Wahoo band for my birthday. 
My old knockoff Chinese band wasn't compatible with the Peloton app. With the new capability to use the Apple Watch and display the heart rate zone on my screen, that gets me down to just one heart rate monitor. I'm really enjoying this update. You know, social media stinks. There's an unlimited supply of keyboard tough guys who insult you for any comment you might make. You just know that these guys feel very secure in their mom's basement behind computer displays. They wouldn't dare say the things they type to your face. Now, Trump's truth social platform is a step up, but I feel I'm in a bubble with people repeating the same things over and over again. My solution is to disengage with social media. I'll check in with Truth and maybe Gab once in a while, but that's going to be it for me. Entertainment news. Amazon has gotten the go-ahead to purchase the MGM Movie Studios, home to, amongst other things, the James Bond movies. You know, Bond has already gone woke, and if the upcoming Prime series based on Tolkien's Lord of the Rings books is any indicator, Bond will go even more woke if that's possible, if the previews and the fake superfan videos of Amazon's Prime's Ring of Power series are any indication, we can expect different races and sexual prefaces to be shoehorned into these old, timeless franchises just for the sake of virtual signaling. What a time we live in where the beliefs of the few outweigh the beliefs of the many. And yes, I modified an old Spock saying from Star Trek for that last line. HBO and Discovery Plus are going to merge into one super streaming app. This is good, I, I guess. I don't watch anything Discovery puts out, which I hear is mostly reality shows, and I don't plan on watching any in the future. This tie-up isn't aimed at my demographic, I gather. Anyway, when my free HBO Max subscription ends, it will cease being a concern of mine. The merger of Discovery Plus and HBO is for other formerly AT&T digital properties, in, in my opinion. Netflix is cracking down on shared passwords again. This time, they seem to be serious. The company will allow account sharing by having sub-accounts for a nominal service charge of $2.99 per out-of-household user. Yeah, a lot of college students and adult children are going to be disappointed with this development, I'm sure. <laughs> Podcasting news. Well, there's not much this week, so I'll just start off by complaining about my audience numbers. The show's numbers continue to fall, which besides being disappointing, makes me less motivated to put out an episode. I guess gone are the days when putting in an effort was rewarded with increasing audience numbers. There's too much competition from heavily funded podcasts hosted by celebrities or scripted shows with professional voiceover artists who are well paid. When I finally retire from my day job, I'll be able to put more time into this show, or perhaps I'll even launch a new show. I have an idea about doing news stories that don't get much play but will have an impact. Hey, do you have any suggestions for me besides just quitting? No. If you do, just let me know. I'd appreciate it. Anchor.fm remains the podcast host showing the largest gains, while Buzzsprout, which this show started on, 
has replaced Libsyn as the host bleeding the most shows. I left Buzzsprout because at the time they had limited show distribution and you can only host one show at a time at their lowest paid tier. At the time, I had two shows going. Now, something's going on with Buzzsprout and I think it's the company's tier pricing. As far as the podcast industry is going, uh, new networks are being launched daily by former radio and television people backed by investors, while new shows with celebrity hosts seem to be multiplying like rabbits. The worst fears of the OG podcasters have come to pass, which is the squeezing out of the independent podcaster like myself. There are still many independent podcasters out there, but if they somehow catch on, they're immediately snatched up by the big boys. It's a sad state of affairs. So what I'm trying to say here is support your independent podcasters. It's time for a rant. It's going to be a little bit controversial here, I think. So if you're easily offended or don't want to hear things that upset you, eh, feel free to stop right here. Now, I've touched on this subject in the past, but recent events and an argument with a co-worker has brought it back to me. While discussing the uh, invasion of Ukraine by Russia, the uh, old Azov regiment was brought up. It has been getting a lot of attention lately, being described in the press as Nazis and therefore right-wing extremists. You know, I don't doubt that they are Nazis, but I'm disputing is the right-wing extremist label that these days goes hand-in-hand with the Nazi term. As my opinion, or I think it's fact, Nazis are not right-wing. The term Nazi is derived from the German term, and I'll know I'm going to butcher this pronunciation, but it's uh, National Socialiste Duce Arbeiterparte, which translates to National Socialist German Workers' Party. Hardly a name describing a so-called right-wing extremist organization. Note the words socialist and workers' party here. What the Nazis believed in was central control from a federal government. Capitalism was allowed and encouraged as long as the central government controlled the direction of the company. They accomplished this by placing Nazi party members at all levels of the company, from the workers all the way up to the board of directors. The Nazis also exterminated undesirables at an efficiency that so far hasn't been matched to this day. Dissenters, political enemies, Romani people, and of course, Jewish people were their targets. Hey, wait a minute. Doesn't this system sound like one that's around right now? Oh yeah, the Communist Party of China. As an old friend once told me, Nazis and communists are two sides of the same coin. I'd like to also point out that this is the preferred system of the World Economic Forum's Great Reset, minus the mass killings of undesirables, at least for the time being. I'm sure they'll get around to that eventually. Just think back to the scorn thrown onto the unvaccinated and the venomous suggestions for what to do with them by the blue check marks over on Twitter. Now, right-wing extremists hate central governments no matter what form they take. The executed, and deservedly so, Timothy McVeigh, who blew up the Murrah Federal Building located in Oklahoma back in 1995, is an example of a right-wing extremist. Other more modern organizations that are, I consider, right-wing extremists are Sovereign Citizens and Boogaloo Boys. Organizations such as this and their ilk don't care about race, creed, or politics. They just want a world with no central government. Now, how many like Mavey and those organizations are out there? Who knows? But 
not as many as they want you to believe. The people described as white supremacists and therefore Nazis are just more leftists with different agenda than the other leftists, such as BLM and Antifa. They and all other communists and socialists all have their roots in Satanism. Do a really deep dive into this if you find yourself the time and you'll see I'm correct. Episode 114 has run out of steam. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed making it for you and hope you found it worth your while. You can always contact me at OFNTPodcast at gmail.com if you're so inclined. You can tell me what things you liked or disliked about the show. I'd love hearing from you. Remember, don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. If World War III breaks out, all eligible males over the age of 18 should start preparing for war. But before that happens, get off my lawn. I'm out. I'll see you next week. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.